All right, we'll say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's share to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Cheshvan. Yanki and Aliza Statman and Yitzi and Rebecca Statman for dedicating the Shurim this month commemoration of the first yard site of their sister, Menucha Shendel Yehudis, Bas David Yosef, Menucha Shendel Yehudis, Zichron Levracha, Bas David Yosef, to thank Shmuel Rabin Karapkin for dedicating the Shurim this month in commemoration of the 25th yard site of Rabin's mother, Pesa Mira Bas Chaim, Zichron Levracha, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the family Zainachama. So, most with that, let us we have a really incredible, incredible daf today. Today's daf is Chaf Base 22, and we are picking up Emir Hashem. We left off on Chaf Aleph on Base 21b, and we left off. We left off uh, Rabbi Yishmael Rabbi Yossi Omer, which is two. Two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven lines up from the bottom. So, we'll say, so just to reorient ourselves a little bit. So we're having a very interesting discussion now about the process of annulling a nether. So remember again, just, just, to, just to concentrate on the flow. So the Mishnah spoke about four categories of nedarim that don't require annulment at all. Right? Why? Why? Because halachalamaisa, they're not nedarim. There are some, now, again, we only spoke about the first of the, the first of the four, Nidre Zerizin. The, the Gemara then used that as a, as a launch pad to discuss about the general concept of annulling a nether, or, or revoking a nether. Right? We'll, we'll use Lashon of annulling a nether. Right? So, we'll say, so again, so, so what we were introduced to yesterday are two different schools of thought, or two different processes. Number one is Charata. What's charata? What's charata? So charata is regret. They both said we saw that even in the world of charata, there are really two forms of charata. There's what we'll call present charata and retrospective charata. So present charata means I regret, I made the nether, I just regret it. Why do I regret it? It's too onerous, it's too difficult, I, I, wish, I, I wish I never did it. I wish I never did it. Okay. Then there's what we seems to be like a nuanced retrospective charata, which again seems like I wish I would have never made it to begin with. Something happened at the time that I made it, and I wish I never made it then. And then there's what's called Pesach. Pesach Abosa means what? Essentially, there's a piece of information that I'm now cognizant of, that had I been cognizant of it at the time I made the nether, I would have never made the nether. So again, the simple example I gave you yesterday was I made a nether not to drink wine, comes Shabbos, I'm ready to make Kiddush, I realize, oh my gosh, I can't use wine for Kiddush. Had I been cognizant of the fact at the time that I made the nether, that I wouldn't be able to use wine for Kiddush, I would have never made the nether. Okay, so now both sides, what we're, what we're really knee deep in over here is whether or not charata actually works. So the Gemara made a statement in the name of one of the Torah that charata doesn't work. And now the Gemara is going to review this in the name of Avasi, that charata doesn't work. And now the Gemara is showing other examples of Rabbanim who said Charata did work. For example, the Gemara says, Rabbi Shmab, Rabbi Yossi, Omer Mishra Aviv, Omer Lola Adam. We say to a person, so we say to a person, Omer Lola Adam, Ilo Hayu Asara Bani Adam, Shifai Sucha Baosa Shamina Darta. Tell me, let's say a guy comes to go ahead and have his nether annulled. So we ask him, at the time you made the nether, if there were 10 people who could have calmed you down, calmed you down, would you have made the nether? In Amr love, if he says no, Matirin also. Ultimately, again, we go to where Matir the Neder. So, say, so once again, the Ran seems to say, the Ran seems to say that this is Charata. 
This is charata, right? So in other words, it's not that there's no information over here, but we say essentially you made the nether in an excited state, right? Had there been 10 people to calm you down, would you have calmed down and not made the nether? The guy says, yes, that's charata. We can be makir nether based on charata. So a guy came before Rabbi Asi, Amrlei, So the guy, again, the part of the story that's not mentioned over here is, the guy wanted to have his nether revoked, wanted to have his nether annulled. So Rabbi Asi says, tell me, Tell me, do you have remorse for having made the nether? Amar lay low. So both say low over here means like, how could I not have remorse? So that's an, it's a Jewish way of answering the question. I'm saying no. I, 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 was, I, I was always saying yes, I do have remorse. So the remorse is a And ultimately, again, Rabbi Asi permitted, Rabbi Asi, Rabbi Asi permitted nether. And again, if you look at the Ran, the Ran is two, four, six lines in front of the bottom, the Shariye, Kasabar, Poschen, Becharata. So we'll say all of these little stories are just examples of Rabbanim who allowed for the annulment of a nether with Charata, with simple remorse. With simple remorse. Ahudos, Rabbi Lazar. So there was a guy who came with Rabbi Lazar, and again, he had made a nether, and now he wanted to have the nether annulled. I'm really, boys, nether. Do you want your nether? In other words, do you want your nether to remain in effect? Amr Alei, so the guy, the, the vower responded, Had those people not gotten me angry, I would have never made, a, I would have never made the nether to begin with. So what he was saying was, I, I, I regret having made the nether. I made the nether in a state of anger. In a state of anger. Amr Tihiki boys. It should be like your wish, namely, the nether is an old. The nether is an old. So both say, so these are all examples. These are all examples. Ultimately, again, Look at, look, again, look at the Ran. The Ran is four lines from the Ran. Kilomar, Imlohir Gizuni Mitrilo Klum Hayisi, I'm sorry, Imlohir Gizuni Mitrilo Klum Hayisi Noder, Lobevardai Ela Ayide Kasna Darti, Ulafichach, and in his Harit Achshab Ashna Darti. So remember, you begin to see the way Charota works. There's no new information that comes to light. As opposed to a Pesach, there's often a new piece of information that comes to light. That I was not, not that it was just discovered, but that I was not aware of before. So now I say to myself, had I known that piece of information at the time, when I made the nether, I would have never made the nether. Everyone agrees that works. These are examples of charata. So the guy says, the guy ultimately says, Tervasi, he's like, you know what, or excuse me, says, comes, comes to says, Rabbalazar, had I not gotten angry, I would have never made this nether. So I say, so there's no new information over here. It's just good old fashioned remorse. Quarrel fashion remorse and Rabbi Lazar ultimately again permitted the annulment of the nether based on Harata. Another case. Amr al-Sidimar says, Hahi Isisa, very interesting case. Hahi Isisa, Da'adarta Labarta. There was a woman who made a nether, who made a nether prohibiting her daughter from getting any benefits from her property. So that's the case over here. So we'll call, right, we'll call, we'll call that the, the mother is Rachel. But Rachel got upset at her daughter Leah, and as a result made a nether prohibiting Leah from deriving any benefits, deriving any benefit from her property. Okay, so now what happens? So now Rachel, the mother, is, is upset, wants to have the nether annulled. Amrle, so Rabbi Yochanan says to Amrle, so Rabbi Loza says to her like this, Had you known that your neighbors are now talking, and what are your neighbors saying? They're saying about you, What was happening now? 
Now that Rachel made this neda prohibiting her daughter Leah from getting any benefit from her property, Rabbi Lazar says, you know, the neighbors are talking. And one of the neighbors saying, oh, Leah must have done something really bad. And it must have been probably in the realm of immorality as well, should her mother take such a, such a serious stance, such a serious stance against her. So Rabbi Lazar says, tell me, he says to the mother, Rachel, had you known, I'm sorry, had you known that the neighbors would say, about you, that your daughter must have done something so terrible. In other words, now what you've done is you've ruined your daughter's reputation. Would you have taken the neder? To which Rachel, the mother, responds, Amar lo. So Rachel says, of course not, I would not have done it. And ultimately, again, Rabbi Yochanan permitted the neder. Again, another example of charata. So literally, again, the son of the daughter of Rabbi Yana Saba came before Rabbi Yana Saba. Or in other words, Rabbi Yanai Saba's grandson came before him with a neder. Came before him with a neder. So we'll say, this is incredible. Amrlay, so the grandfather says to the grandson, Rabbi Yanai says to his grandson, so now the son, grandson wants to be released from his neder. And he says, Amrlay, ilu hava yadis, de paskin pinkasach, omimashmishin ba'avodecha, minadart. So listen to this, Rabbi Yanai. Rabbi Yanai says to his grandson, tell me, grandson, had you realized that when you make a neder, what happens in Shamayim, is they open up your file and they examine all of your deeds. We'll see why that is. When you make a nether, that's what happens. They open up your file and examine all of your deeds. Would you have made a nether? Would you have made a nether? To which the grandson responds, uh, low, no, I would not have. Vishariye, ultimately permitted the nether. And I will say, this is also a form of charata, but I will say, if you notice again, this is a little bit different. Because up until now, the charata itself was focused on the actual nether. Here, the charata is focused on the spiritual implications of the nether. Now, take a look at the ran. This is incredible. The ran says, Tap ran on Chav Beis Medal 22a. Tepischen pinkasech omashu shem babadech. Shemitoch shu noder. Nirushu machsik atzmo kechosid. Shekashu lenjah. Now, also listen to this. We've spoken about this and we're going to get into this again today in today's da. Chazal did not like nedarim. Now, why did Chazal not like Nidarim? Because at the end of the day, you're setting yourself up for a potential significant religious trespass. Right at the end of the day now, you've made a binding promise, and if you don't keep your word, you're in violation of a biblical prohibition. So, based on this, it's interesting, Rabbi Yana was saying that there is an, an element of gaiva associated with a nether. Right? And what, what's the element of gaiva, the element of arrogance? So, I'm, if I make a nether, that shows a certain level of confidence that I'm going to go ahead and honor my word. A person, so a person is portraying himself as a chassid, as a very pious individual where there's no concern of transgressing my, my word. Well, if you think you're such a chassid, so what happens in Shammai? Kulish Baruch Hu says, well, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let, let's see really how it is that you're doing in life. And to see if in reality, you're such a chassid. Finish, go back to the run. If you're confident enough to make a nether, that means that you hold of yourself to be a chassid. So in Shammai, they say, okay, if you think you're a chassid, let's see, let's have a look. So Rabbi Yana says to his grandson, tell me, how do you realize that when you make a neder, you're machzik, you establish yourself as you hold, it shows you hold of yourself as a chassid. And when a person holds of himself as a chassid in Shamayim, ultimately they're going to check him out. say, what an incredible idea. You see, if I'm humble, if I'm humble, and I'm fully cognizant of who I am and what I'm not, the Ribbon Shalom is totally good with me. Totally good with me. The moment, the moment I portray myself as a tzaddik, as a chassid, 
First brought to with him. You think so highly of yourself? No problem. Let's have a look. The power of anava, the power of humility, as all seen. But at the end of the day, what does Hashem want of me? He doesn't need me to be a tzaddik. He just needs me to be real. He needs me to be real. He needs me to be honest. As long as I'm honest with who and what I am, this is great. And, and trying to be better, fantastic. The danger of life comes about when I'm not honest with who I am. When I think of myself as something greater than I am, then I can just, whoa, 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 hold up over here. Right? Because the moment you think that you're greater than you actually are is the moment that essentially you prevent any future dynamic personalistic growth. So therefore, again, that, that, when that happens, Kosh Baruch says, let's hit the brakes over here and really take a look at who you actually are. It's so profound. In any event, Rabbi Yana goes ahead and is mocked to the nether based on the Harata. I'm Rabbi Abba, Micra. By the way, what's the Pasad? Where, where do you know that idea that when you make a nether, HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes ahead and looks into your file? Micra, the Achar Nidarim Levaker. So I will say, so it's interesting, it goes over the Pasak and Mishlei. So the way they translate it is, and after a nether, after a person makes a nether, Levaker. There's an investigation. And even though Rabbi Yana used this as a Pesach, we do not use this as a Pesach for Harata. The Ran points out over here, why can't you use this as a Pesach for Harata? Why, why, why can't you use this? Look at the Ran, this is incredible. In the short lines, in the, in the narrow lines in the Ran, the second line, No, sorry, sorry. Um, no, actually, that's the next one. So I'll say this outside for just a moment. Why? Because I will say, essentially, the Ran says is, who's going to say no to this? In other words, or who's going to say yes to this? Or let's play this out, right? Rabbi Yana goes ahead and, right, Rabbi Yana's grandson comes to him. Rabbi Yana's grandson comes to him. And Rabbi Yana says to his grandson, tell me, how did you realize that when you make a nether, that means you think of yourself as a chassid? And when you think of yourself as a chassid, ultimately, Akadish Baruch opens up your file and investigates. Would you have still made the nether? He was like... No one in their right mind is going to say, yeah, sure, I still would have done it, mm-hmm. right? Right? Because that looks, that looks even worse, right? That looks even worse. What's the problem? I'll say, you know, sometimes you back people into a corner with the question that there's only one way to answer, even if it's not the genuine answer. See, charata, the one thing that charata really needs is what? Is what? Genuine remorse. So the problem is if it's a lopsided question, it's hard to really know if you're getting genuine remorse. So therefore, again, the Gemara says, you can't use this mechanism that Rabbi Yana just used as a form of charata. Similarly, the Gemara says, similarly again, the Gemara says, Furthermore, we also don't use the following mechanism for charata. Listen to this. My what did Rabbi Gamliel go ahead and use as an opening for Charata for another elderly gentleman who had made a nether? Look what he has. Close over here, the Pasuk from Mishlei. Yesh bota kimat karos charev uloshon chachamim marpe. There's literally a said, there's someone who says something and what he says is like being stabbed with the sword. But ultimately, again, the words of the chachamim heal. Rabbi said, what is this referring to? What words stabbed like a sword? Kalabota, whoever articulates a neder, ra'i ledokro becherev, should be stabbed with a sword. In other words, don't do it. Don't do it. Words, meaning what I will say again, this is all part of Chazal's idea that taking nedarim is an unnecessary risk. If you need to get something done in life, do it. If you need to take action, do it. Don't attach a neder to it because a neder ultimately goes in and opens up a whole new dangerous dynamic for you. So playing with nedarim, is like playing with a sharp sword. 
But again, if you do play with the sword and you do end up stabbing yourself, the words of the Chachamim ultimately again have the ability to heal. So the Gemara says, so, but you can't, so the Gemara says, imagine I've outside, so Rabbi Yochanan, I'm sorry, Rabbi Gamliel, an old man came to him with a neder, and Rabbi Gamliel essentially said, had you known that making a neder is like stabbing yourself with a sword, would you have done it? So Rabbi said, so once again, no one's going to say, yes, I would have done it anyway. Of course, everyone's going to answer that question in the negative. No, I wouldn't have done it. But it may not be a genuine charak. In other words, a person may feel obligated to answer a certain way and may not give a genuine answer. Even if you hold charata, remorse works. It has to be a genuine remorse. Furthermore, there's another, there's another thing that doesn't work for creating charata, which is the sanya. Our designer, Benazir Rabbi Nosson says, is incredible, I'll say, Hanoder, if a person makes a nadar, kilu bana bama, wild. I will say, a bama, a bama is a personal altar, which is biblically prohibited, right? Remember again, when the Beis HaMikdash stood, and even after the Beis HaMikdash, you can no longer build a personal altar, right? You want to make a, a, a mizbeach, a bama, in your backyard, you can't do it. A person who makes a nadar, it's as if he has built a bama. Bahamakaimo. And once you know it's even worse than making a nether, we'll see worse than making a nether, fulfilling it. Which we'll explain is just one. Fulfilling it is kilu makrevalav karban. As if you went ahead and offered up a carbon on that bama. So I will say, so what the Gemara is saying is like this, right? Imagine someone, someone comes to the Chacham and the Chacham says, and tell me, had you realized that making a nether is like going ahead and building a bama, would you have done it anyway? So I will say, no one's going to answer yes. To that, right? Everyone's, you, in other words, you have to answer no. Problem is, it may not be a genuine charata. So therefore, these are not, these, these mechanisms, or these statements are not proper ways to create an opening for charata. By the way, so how do you understand this idea? Take a look at the Ran for just a moment. It's incredible. So the Ran says, So I'm in the left-hand side, about eight lines in. Listen to this Bama. It will say, why is making a neder like building a bama? He says, Mishum, the salik adaite did no der de mitzvah ka'avid, the rachmana asrei bemile di isura, viunami asr anafshe. So, we'll say, listen to this. What is a neder? A person thinks he's doing a mitzvah. Why does he think he's doing a mitzvah? Chalish Baruch only prohibited certain things. What does a neder do? A neder prohibits something additional. Additional. So I'll say, listen to this. Why doesn't that Baruch want us making the darim? Essentially, Kishbarak says, I've already made enough stuff asr. I don't need you to make anything else asr. If I wanted it asr, Kishbarak says, I would have made it asr. And if I didn't make it asr, it's because I wanted to remain mutter. So now the problem is the guy comes on, he makes a nether, he makes a nether. So he thinks, right, I'm doing a mitzvah, I'm making more things asr. It is not a mitzvah to make more things asr. In fact, it is an avera to make more things asr. The problem is, Rabbi say, when a person is convinced they're doing something right, even when they're doing something wrong, that's the most dangerous situation. It's kind of like building a bama. See, Rabbi say, when a guy builds a bama, what does he think he's doing? Incredible. I'm giving up. Right? I am so, I'm Kaddish Vitar, Nora Vahayam. Look at me. I'm building my own Mizbeach. That's how much I want to go ahead and serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He thinks it's a good thing. Meaning, meanwhile, 
it's a terrible transgression. So when you make a nether and you think you're doing something good by asking something else, because Baruch doesn't want that, that's ki'ilu bonabama. That's as if a person is actually going ahead and building an altar. Now what about the second part of this? Vamakaimo, skip down. What about again, I will say a person goes in and fulfills the nether, fulfills the nether. So the Gemara says, it's as if you've offered up a carbon. So here the, the Ryan says, Kilomar, Suppose I listen to this. This is incredible. You see, if you go ahead and fulfill the nether, it's like you're doubling down on the Isser. So it's bad enough to build a bama. What's even worse than building a bama is actually offering up a carbon. So you both say, if I made a nether, if I made the nether, we're going to talk about this. If I made a nether, I both say, so I'm not supposed to make a nether. If I made it, what's the proper course of action? What's the proper course of action? Annulment. See, I both say, this is incredible. The proper course of action, once you have made a nether, is not to say, okay, I made it, I'm going to fulfill it. No. The proper course of action is get out of it. Get out of it. Because every moment you're not out of it is you run the risk, you run the risk of going ahead and transgressing it. So again, making the nether, that's like, like building the bama. Okay, you thought you were doing something good, just like the guy who built the bama thought he was doing something good. Cheshbarku doesn't want it. He doesn't want anything else to be usher in the world. Everything Hashem wants to be usher, he already made usher. So now you made it, get out of it. If you choose not to get out of it, and instead you go out and you fulfill it, that's like what? Offering a carbon on the bama. You're compounding, you're compounding relations. You're both saying, this is an incredible insight into human, into human, into human thought. And maybe we can, they will say, very often, we realize we're doing something wrong in life. No one ever likes to be confronted with the fact they're doing something wrong. So it's incredible. Nine out of ten times, you know what people do when they're confronted with the fact they're doing something wrong? You know what they do? They double down. It's fascinating. We all do this. We double down. I know this is not right. No, I'm going to show you how it's right. You know it's not right. No, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Right? There's a this, there's a that, there's a rashi in the tosatu and the ksubis and this, that, that I once heard on a sheer two and a half speed and I heard it's this, that. It's okay, I heard, I heard. We double down. It's an incredible thing. We, we just double down. Instead of saying, I made a mistake, I made a mistake, and maybe it's a significant mistake, let me go ahead and redirect. We double down. I make a nether, that's like you're building a bama. And then it says, okay, made a mistake, let me get out of it. No, no, no. I'm going to fulfill it. That's kilu makrif karban. Then it's like, again, I'm doubling down. It's incredible. So we'll say the point over here is, the Gemara says, this is not a proper, this is not a proper opening for harata. In other words, so if I, in order just to play this out, let's say someone, I, I go to the, I go to the Chacham and I say, I made a nether and I, and I, and I would like to get out of it. So the Chacham says, well, how do you realize that making a nether is like building a bama and fulfilling the nether is like offering a kumud, you have made it. So we'll say, again, that's a lopsided harata because no one is going to answer no. To that, right? No, or no one's going to answer yes to that. I would have made it anyway. So again, charata has to be genuine. Anything which creates almost like a lopsided charata is not going to work. Incredible. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says as follows: So with the earlier form of this, you can create a pasach for charata. What about with this latter case? Abaye says it works. We'll create a pasach of charata, and ultimately, again, Rava says it does not. Rav Kahana had an alternate version of. This. Rav, or excuse me, Rav Kahana had this previous version. Rav Tavyumi Masni Hachi. Rav Tavyumi had a different version. With this last form of Charat that does not work. Bereisha with the earlier form, Abayi Amr Pasinon, Rava Amr Lo Pasinon. So what's the halacha? Lo Pasinon, Lo Bereisha, the Lo Beseifa. So I will say, what we are going to see is as follows Charata is a valid form of Neder. Annulment. 
Charata does work. Charata does work. What doesn't work? These forms of charata that we just learned about. I guess, I guess what we'll call, we'll call it spiritual guilt charata doesn't work. Spirit, which, by the way, is actually a profound idea in Judaism in general about how to, how to affect change within people. Usually guilt is not, is not, a, very, is not a very positive vehicle of, of, of cathartic change. So the saying over here, these forms of spiritual guilt, right? Had you realized that when you made a nether, they're going to open up your file and try, would you have made a nether? That doesn't work for Karata. Had you realized that when you made a nether, right? It's like building a bubble, would you have made a... That, that, so the spiritual guilt model doesn't work. Genuine charata, which says, you know what, I regret having made it. I regret having made it. I wish I would have never made it. Again, just because I don't want to be under an edder, that works. That works. Spiritual guilt doesn't work. Incredible. So the Gemara goes weiter. Furthermore, So we'll say, furthermore, again, we also can't use the file of charata. What does Shmuel say? Demar Shmuel. nikra rasha. I was saying, so Shmuel, Shmuel said like this, Shmuel said, another form of karat, as we tell the guy, had you realized that you made the nether, even if you fulfilled, you're called a rasha, would you still make it? Right? So I was saying, so this is also not a form, this is another, this is another piece of spiritual guilt karata, which is not going to work. So I was saying, again, I just want to point out, Chazal understood, Chazal understood that spiritual guilt, especially when one person puts it on another, very rarely works to affect change. I'm Rabbi Abo, Micro, Rabbi Abba, what is the passage that tells me that if I make a nether, that if I make a nether, I'm a rasha, where does that come from? So the passage says, if you refrain from making a nether, there will not be a chet upon you, not be a sin upon you. Ultimately, he's refraining. Because the pasuk over here from Eov Shem Rishon Chadlu, excuse me, Roges. Fine. So we'll say Zir Shavav Chadala Chadala. I'm Rav Yosef. Afanami Tanina. We also learn this. Kinidrei Kshirim Lo Amar Klum. Kinidrei Rishaim Nadar Benazir Bekarban Benazir Bekarban Rishon. We'll say we had this in the earlier Mishnah. If a person says Kinidrei Kshirim, such a statement is meaningless. If he says Kinidrei Rishaim, ultimately again such a statement is meaningful. What do you see from here? That Allah said, Shayrim don't make Nidarim, Rishayim do make Nidarim. Incredible. So we'll say, so now we're transitioning a little bit away from Nidarim to getting into some incredible, some other incredible Hashgraphic topics here. Whoever gets angry, Wow. So we'll say, so on a most basic level, what the Gemara seems to be saying is that Allah when a person gets angry, the punishment for anger is all types, he is subject to all types of Gehenim. All types of Gehenim. They're both saying, if you look at the Ran, the way the Ran understands this, this is at the end of the short lines, about six lines up before the end of the short lines in the Ran. According to the Ran, the idea is anger leads one to deny the existence of Hashem. So that's, according to the Ran, that's the meaning that anger, anger creates an entrance way to Gehenna. All types of Gehenna take hold of a person because when a person, I will say, we know this, when a person loses themselves in the midah of anger, so a person could lose sight of everything, including a Kodesh Baruch Hu, including a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Therefore, halacha l'mayis again. Call me Gehenna Shalva. I say, by the way, I thought that there's a much simpler pshat in this Gemara. Gehenna doesn't have to refer to where you go after 120. 
some people experience Gehenim in this world also. Just like some people experience Olam Haba in this world also. Right? Shabbos is Me'in Olam Haba. So what does it mean? I say, this Gemara doesn't even need so much perish. Kala Kois. say, we know that there are people who are consumed by anger. Consumed by anger. How do you feel in life when you are consumed by anger? Life is Gehenna. Life itself. Just, you know, I would say we all know this. We've, we've all had periods where we're angry at someone or angry at something. And even if I'm not actively lashing out, but I'm just walking around with like this, this, this pit of anger inside of me, life is terrible. Everything is terrible. The world is terrible. Even I'm getting, I'm just consumed with anger about one person, one thing, one situation. Life becomes Gehenna. It's almost like not, not a punitive statement, but a de facto statement. If you allow yourself to be consumed by anger, life as a whole becomes Gehenna. So the Gemara goes right there. So I'll say, so again, I'll just point out over here that it's interesting. How does Shlomo HaMelech say to go ahead and deal with anger? This is incredible. What's the piece of Solomonic wisdom for dealing with anger? Haser hakas milibecha. Right, what Shalom else? How do you deal with anger? How do you deal with anger? Stop getting angry. Right? Stop getting angry. Just remove it. I will say, the Rambam also codifies this in Hilchos Deos, and it's such an incredible yisod that sometimes the way to stop feeling a certain way is to stop feeling a certain way. Right? That's it. That's it. Hasinors, we're, we're always looking for strategies and therapies, and, this, and those are important at different times. But sometimes a person just has to flip a switch and a person has to say, I choose to no longer feel this way. I choose to no longer be angry. I choose to no longer harbor animosity. And I will say, no one likes to hear that, right? No one likes, why, why don't we like to hear it? Why not? Because if I realize that how I feel is a choice, that means that when I choose to remain angry, that is a choice I make. You see, we like to look at our anger, especially the kind that we harbor. It's not a choice. It's not a choice. This is a result of life's circumstances, and I have no choice but to be angry at you. I have no choice. It's not true. You have a choice. You have it. Shalom says, If anger wasn't the choice, then Shalom couldn't say, remove it from your heart. If he tells me to remove it from my heart, that means... Maybe getting angry may not be a choice. Because sometimes that's just like reflexive. That's just a result of certain stimuli. Remaining angry is a choice. Getting angry, maybe not. Remaining is absolutely a choice. So both sides, it's an incredible answer. Because all of us, not all of us, many of us are angry at someone, something, and maybe it's been there for a very long time. Just understand, if you choose to remain in that state, that's a choice. That's a choice. You, you may want to make that choice for some strange reason and live in Gehenna. Or a person could choose to flip the switch, get out of the anger, get out of Gehenna. It's a choice we make. The Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara says, Elo old, listen to this. There's another reason why anger is so terrible, which is, this is interesting, Ella, Shatachtonio Sholet is apparently, apparently, consistent anger causes hemorrhoids. I haven't seen the studies on this, right? But, but again, why, why even, why even, why even try it? Why even try it? Shana and Mara, listen to this, they're all saying it's pretty incredible. But, but I'll, I'll tell you what it means, I think what it means hashkafically. There's hashkafi even in hemorrhoids. 
What is something that diminishes the eyesight and literally causes consistent pain? That's hemorrhoids. I will say, by the way, I think just even on a hashkafic level, what does it mean that anger causes hemorrhoids? I will say, what happens when a person, what happens when a person has hemorrhoids, right? You can't find comfort, right? You can't sit, you can't sit, you can't, right? You can't, I will say, what does anger do? When, a per, we've all had, when, when you're angry, like, I, I can't feel settled. I can't feel settled, right? I, I'm like, I'm like I, I, I can't sit, I can't stand, I can't sleep, I can't this. I'm always upset. There's no comfort. There's no comfort. I can't find a sense of life serenity. Perhaps that's what it means when it says, because we'll say, I don't know what other, what other ailment could, could Chazal give that totally diminishes from a person's sense of life serenity. Hemorrhoids is a pretty good, is a pretty good one, right? I can't sit, I can't stand, I can't walk, I can't run, I can't go here, I can't do this. Everything in life, everything in life is tainted by this physical reality. That's anger. That's anger, I will say. And isn't it incredible that it's a choice? It's a choice. I can make a choice today to identify the things that I'm still angry about, that I've been angry about for years, and make a choice to let it go. I will say, letting go of your anger doesn't mean that the person who did something bad to you is forgiven. And it doesn't mean that you're whitewashing the transgressions of the past. It just means I'm choosing not to hold on to this stuff because it's making my life a Gehenna. And I don't want to live in Gehenna. Let's go back to both say crazy, crazy story. You see, I wanted to put more, more adjectives in the, in the WhatsApp chat about today's death. But I, I know that I've lost a little bit of credibility with this. So I just said beautiful. But I will say, but th- this is wild, wild, wild stuff. Listen to this. Four lines, five lines up from the bottom. Ula, the miskila are the Israel, Islavule, Trebene, Chosai, Bahadei. Ula was traveling from Babel Territ Israel. As he was traveling, two guys from Be Chosai, two guys from Chosai, two Jews, two Jews accompanied him on the, on the journey. I will say the two guys got into a fight. One, gay, one guy got up and killed the other guy. The murderer said to Ula, I did the right thing, right? right? So Ula's talking with the murderer, right? So the murderer says to Ula, isn't it profound? At the end of the day, everyone wants to do the right thing. Right? And the truth is, I want, it, I want affirmation. In the fact that I'm living life in the right way. So the murderer, the murderer turns to Ullah, right? Shkayach, right? You give me a shkayach for that? I, I, he really, he had it coming. He absolutely had it coming. I did the right thing, no? So I'm really in. Ullah said, oh yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. He did the right thing. But you know what you should do? Apparently, Ruvain had slit Shimon's throat. Shimon is sitting there gurgling to death. Ula says, at least what you should do is go ahead and literally uh, reveal the incision, a little incision, or the incision, reveal the cut. In other words, let him die a faster death. The, the, guy, the guy is bleeding out here slowly. Literally, again, parle beisashchita means, means literally uncover his neck and let him die quickly. Okay. So Ula makes a safety terror to sell. Ula comes to Rabbi Yochanan. Ula felt incredibly guilty. Right? Because obviously the guy asked him for a, for a shkayach. He gave the guy a shkayach. Ula felt that he was doing the right thing by putting the, by putting the victim out of his misery. But Ula said, you know, maybe the fact that I gave him a shkayach and even gave him an eitzah. In other words, this guy walked away thinking that I, Ula, agreed with his actions. 
So perhaps I've done something terrible. Ultimately, I'm going to be machzik yidei obri abira. Literally strengthening or bolstering sinful behavior. Rabbi Yochanan says, Amalei, nafshecha itzalta. Rabbi Yochanan said, chas shalom. Ula, you, you were in a life-threatening situation. Because if Reuven killed Shimon, he could have just as easily, what? Turned around and killed you had you voiced your unhappiness with his actions. So you absolutely did the right thing by giving him a shkayach in order to save your own life. Rabbi Yochanan, after Ulva left, Katam Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan was very bothered by this episode. Why was he bothered? Bible says incredible. Michtik siv v'nasan Hashem l'cha lev rogez. B'babal ksiv. So listen to this. The Pasuk says, now, what was Rabbi Yochanan bothered by? He's like, that one Jew kills another, that only happens in Chutz Laaretz. That doesn't happen in Eretz Yisrael. That doesn't happen in Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbi Yochanan was very bothered by, how could an episode like this have happened in Eretz Yisrael? How could Rabbi say, by the way, I just want to point out, it's so fascinating, it's so fascinating. One of the most incredible things about Eretz Yisrael Right? Anyone who's ever driven in Eretz Yisrael knows that we'll say, right, it's like, it's like, it's like Lord of the Flies, right? It, it, it's, it's literally like, you know, getting into a, like, you don't care, like it's fine in America, right? You want to switch lanes, so what do you do? You roll down your window, you go ahead and, you know, you put out your hand. Seven out of ten times, right, the person is going to let you in, right? In Eretz Yisrael, don't put out your hand because it may get clipped. In other words, like, like don't, don't, don't do that. It, it, it's an incredible thing. Yet, yet, yet. I was saying, you know, one of the most beautiful things, and I see it every single time I go, and again, you would never see, I don't think you'd ever see this in America, children walking on their own, right, need to cross the street. The child will go over to an adult, another Jew, a stranger, and ask them to help him cross the street. You would never do that in America, right? You would never allow your child to do that in America. I think even if you live in a very firm community like ours, you still, I don't think you still would do it in America. It's an incredible thing. There, there's, a, there's a level of achtos. There's a level of unity. There's a level of love. There's a level of national cohesion that exists within Eretz Rabbi Yochanan is, how could one Jew kill another Jew? How could one Jew kill another Jew? So the Gemara says, so Amrle, so Rabbi Yochanan asks to Ula. Ula says, Amrle, ha'hu shaita amadeis lo avrinan yardena. No, no, no. This didn't happen in Eretz this happened on the other side of the Jordan. Now, say, now, the truth is, the other side of the Jordan is also still technically Eretz Yisrael, but it doesn't have all of the dinam of Eretz Yisrael. So, say, so this is incredible. So Ula says to Rabbi Yochanan, no, 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 don't worry. I mean, worry, this is terrible, but it didn't happen in Eretz Yisrael. It happened on the other side of the Jordan. Incredible. Incredible. Say, by the way, I'll just point out that, to, yeah, this is, okay, well, more to talk about this, but I'll get to the down. Amra Baruchuna. I would say, Kalakois, whoever gets angry, we're still talking about anger. Kalakois, I feel Shina Eina Hashuba Kinegdo. It was incredible. We know this, right? When a person gets angry, he doesn't even care about Hashem. Right? Even the Shina is not important for him. I will say, again, this is the danger of anger. That anger itself could be such, could become such an all consuming meter that a person even forgets about the Shina. Shina Amar, so he quotes over here the Pasek, Russia, Kegova, Apol, Bal Yidrosh, Ein Elokim. That again, literally again, when the Russia gets angry, Inalukim, even if the Shabbat was not there. Incredible. When a person gets angry, he forgets his learning. So I'll say, forgetting your learning is bad enough. But I forget my learning and I intensify my foolishness. So now that's a double danger. Forgetting my learning puts me in spiritual peril of making mistakes. 
and then amplification of my foolishness puts me again even greater jeopardy of making a mistake. Rabbi said, this is incredible. When a person gets angry, know that this is such a person whose averus are more than his mitzvos. Literally, again, someone who gets angry has a majority of sins. And I will say, that, that also can be understood in a very simple way. The idea that when a person gets angry in that moment, that same we spoke about yesterday's death, that when I do a mitzvah in that moment, I am a sadik, like the Balatanya said. So, so to again, in the moment that a person gets angry, in that moment, in that moment, it is clear that my averos outnumber my mitzvos because of what anger does to me. It causes me to forget my learning. It intensifies foolishness. In that moment of anger, it is clear that my averos outnumber my mitzvos. Incredible. Amr of Adab Rabbi Chanino. This is very interesting. Had Kral Yisrael not sinned, this is talking about in the Midbar, the Sefer Yoshua Gobat, this is incredible. This is so fascinating. Had Kral not sinned in the Midbar, the Bible said the entirety of Torah would have been five Chumashim, Chamishah Chumshay Torah, and Sefer Yoshua. Why didn't he Sefer Yoshua? Why didn't he Sefer Yoshua? Because Sefer Yoshua delineates, plus he delineates the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael. Rebbe say, what does the rest of Nach do? Pretty much the rest of Nach, Rebbe say, uh, is Musa to Kral Yisrael. Musa to Kral Yisrael, because we angered at Kral isn't that, isn't that wild to think about? Had we not sinned and needed the, rebu- the rebuke of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Nebim, ultimately, again, all we would have had, now that we angered HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we did so many things wrong, we need the rest of the Nebim to give us Musa. Incredible. So the Gemara says, my time on, Kibarov Chachma Rov Kas. Ultimately, again, literally, again, the more wisdom, the more, the more anger. And I will say, now this, this happens to be talking about over here. The, 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 way, the way the Gemara is using this Pasuk is that because of the Rov Kas, because we angered at Kodesh Baruch Hu so many times, therefore what? We require more Chavma. We require more insight of the Nevi'im. The way Shlomo HaMelech actually means that Pasuk in Kohalas is actually something very different. Shlomo HaMelech means it to say that sometimes the smarter you are, the more Kas there is in your life. In other words, that son of Shalom is advocating for sometimes a more simple approach to living. We think that knowledge is power, and it's true, but sometimes too much knowledge is actually becomes frustrating. In other words, what Shalom is advocating is for an amuna pshuta, a simple belief, a simple faith in Akkadish Baruch That's where real happiness is. The more complicated, analytical approaches to life sometimes do not only not yield happiness, but sometimes detract from happiness. Okay, but a different, a different topic. Let's go right there. Says the Yimara. Says the Yimara. I'm Rabasi. Go say back to Nidaram. Okay, we took a little commercial break with Kas. Now back to Nidaram. I'm Rabasi. Supposedly, listen to this. Now we're transitioning for just a moment. So we spoke extensively about the fact that we will annul a Nedar with a Pesach. And now, based on what we've established, we'll also annul a Nedar with Harata, with remorse. The only type of charata which won't work is, is spiritual guilt. Spiritual guilt charata is not going to work. Now, both sides, there is a machlokis later on, which we're going to discuss, about whether or not one could annul a shvua. Does it work to annul a shvua or not? So that, that's what we're going to discuss. The Gemara says the Fasal. Rabasi says, Amos kakamal ke Yisrael. Now, both sides, the truth is, now, 
what this is really talking about over here is annulling a annulling a, an oath. So we're not going to really get into the mechanics of it right now, but here's, here's the point that Mar is making. If a person, let's assume we paskin, ultimately again, like Beisilel, holds that you can annul an oath. Let's assume that for just a moment. If a person swears by the God of Israel, we do not annul such an oath like that. In other words, if you're invoking the name of Hashem in making your shvua, we're not touching that. We're not touching that. The Gemara says, Chutz mikonim ishti nanesli shagun ba'as kisi v'shehik zezmini v'nod v'shogun v'shloikasu. With one exception, ultimately, again, if a man made a shvua against his wife because he thought that she stole money or he thought that she hit their child when in fact she really didn't do that, then such an oath like that will annul. But in general, Abosai, if a person made an oath, or a nether for that matter, and invoked the name of God, that we're not touching. Now, you kind of, you kind of went over a line of severity that we're just not willing to get into the annulment of that. You're stuck with that nether shvua. There was a guy who came before Avasi, and Abosai said, But my nadart, with what did you make a nether? And Abosai, the Ran says, The Pashto says, This isn't really a nether, it's really a shvua, but it's fine. So the guy said, Beloke Yisra. I swore by the God of Israel. You know, had you made a nether or a shuvah b'mohi? Remember again, what's mohi for? Mohi is a kinoi. For who? Moshe Rabbeinu. So, so ultimately again, so Ravasi said, you know, had you made a nether or a shuvah by mohi, I would have been willing to help you. Now that you literally made a neder or a shvua by God, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. Listen to this. Come inside and eat something. So listen to this. Rav Kahana said, No. By the master of all, I will not eat anything of yours. Wow. Right? So in other words, pretty strong wording. Essentially took a neder by the, God, by the master of all. I'm not going to eat anything of yours. Amr lay. So we'll say, listen to this. Or if Yosef responded, Lo mare kule lo By the master of everything, I will not give you anything to eat. Okay. So I understand why Rav Kahana made a neder. He didn't want to eat. He didn't want to eat at the house of Rav Kahana. I'm sorry. You want to eat at the house of Yosef. So I answer Rav Kahana's neder. Why did Rav Yosef make a corresponding neder or shvua that ultimately Rav Kana can't eat by him? Rav Yosef was saying back to Rav Kana, Rav Kana, look, if that's the neder you made, you made a neder, you made a shvua, ultimately invoking the name of God, then you're right, I can't feed you any food. He wasn't making, so ultimately, again, in this case, Rabbi Yosef wasn't making a corresponding neder. Instead, what Rabbi Yosef was saying was backed up kind of, whoa, like if that's where you're going with all this, that ultimately, again, you're swearing you're making a neder by the master of all, then Enochinami, you're right, you cannot come to eat in my house. So we'll stop over here for today. Incredible, incredible show. I will say, I'm, I'm leaving off. Actually, you know what? The truth is, let me just read one more line. I'm Rabbi, I'm Rabbi Nachman, Hilchasah. Posting the karata, then he's talking about the case. So I will say, we'll see this inside tomorrow. Halacha lamaisa, the way we pass in the says that we said before, we allow a neder to be annulled or revoked based on karata, and even if one made a neder or a shvua with invoking the name of God, we will still get involved to annul that as well. In Meretz, I will say, we'll see that play out in tomorrow's daf. Shkoyach.
All right, Chevron Zoom, good to see everyone. Richard, Rim Shari, Rim Davin, Rizzi Salk, contingent Dovir Shkayach, everyone. Have a great day.